How's it going? Hey, GMGM. Uh, doing well. How about you? Oh, good. Just going to wait another few minutes, give the chance, give people the chance to join, and then we can get started. Okay, so while we wait for others to join, I'm going to start by giving a quick update on what the OGP has been up to over the past month before handing it off to Genie and Dowdow to chat about their projects. So. While we haven't approved new batches of grants over the past month, we're working on putting some together some very exciting initiatives, which will be announced soon. And there have also been exciting updates from existing grantees with a few projects being completed and others that are very close to completion. So in terms of completed grants, we had Antoine uh, complete his research paper on the market and incentive implications of implementing threshold encrypted mempools as MEV mitigation techniques. And in the paper, Antoine presents various solutions for mempool encryption with a focus on threshold encryption, digs into some of the potential drawbacks and implications of these solutions, and then looks at Osmos specifically as a case study. We also had Joseph complete the initial MVP of the mesh security web application front end after having worked closely with the whole mesh security team and the functional UI was presented for the first time during the mesh security panel at OsmoCon. So do check out the recording. You should also expect to hear soon from some of our grantees who've been making some really great progress. For example, Mystic Labs has completed the code for the MetaMask Snap, which is now being audited by Ottersec and has almost completed the UI to interact with it as well. Alice Labs has added Osmosis pool functionality to Celeton. This means that you can now easily search pools by parameters like pool ID, token symbol, or token denom, and filter all these pools by pool type and pool transaction type, like swaps, bonding, LPs, and superfluid staking. We also had Hather Node and Chaos Lab successfully pass a proposal on chain to signal approval for migrate the incentives program to the optimization algorithm that was developed by them as part of their grants project. And they're now working on the implementation of the new incentive system. And we've also had Margin Protocol, uh, who's bringing power perpetuals to Osmosis has finished their core contracts, which are currently undergoing an audit by Oak Security. And once the audit is completed, he'll post a governance proposal to deploy those contracts on mainnet. So do look out for this proposal, which should be posted soon. Um, on the operational side, Reverie and the OGP 
Multisig have also voluntarily decided to reduce their monthly salaries given the recent market conditions. And this has been in effect since the, since the start of July. Um, so Reverie's new salary was reduced from 55,000 USDC and 25,000 Osmo to 50,000 USDC and 20,000 Osmo. And the Multisig collectively uh, reduced their salary from 10,000 USDC per month to 5,000 USDC per month. Um, and we're putting more detailed updates in our July transparency report, both on operational expenses and latest grantee progress, which will be published in the blog section of our website later this week. And finally, we also gave a presentation, or presentation um, at OsmoCon, which dives into what the OGP has achieved so far and shared some ideas for initiatives we'd like to push forward over the next few months that we think would ton add a ton of value to osmosis. So if you missed the presentation, be sure to check it out. Uh, the recording is live on Osmosis's YouTube channel. So with the updates out of the way, I'm happy to bring on our grantees. Maybe we can start with Jeannie. Um, thanks for joining, Joseph. Hey, thanks for having us. Joseph here from uh, the CoinHall team who is building the Genie platform. Awesome. Yeah, maybe to start off, can you explain what Genie is in simple terms, how it fits into your goals with CoinHall, and what specific point point, pain points you're trying to solve? Yep, uh, definitely. So Genie is basically looking to be the incentive layer for uh, Osmosis uh, and, and the wider Cosmos ecosystem. So uh, basically Genie comp prizes of multiple sub-products. So there is a campaign creator where we are powering Web3 campaigns that can be based on any on-chain behavior as long as there's an event uh, data point that's on-chain that we can listen for. We can basically leverage these heuristics and drive incentive campaigns around it, right? So um, for let's say someone who's launching a protocol on Osmosis and they're looking to incentivize usage of the platform. This could be a game, a DeFi protocol, just anything, right? Uh, all they need to do is decide three things. So first thing is who is their target audience? And this basically can be catered by on-chain behavior. So for example, they are looking for uh, active users on Osmosis chain for the last 30 days, or people who have provided more than $1,000 worth of liquidity in the last 60 days. Uh, so this is basically any on-chain criteria, you can use it and set it as a lasso, um, basically a, a gated way to, to get a target audience, right? So that's the first piece. Second part, you determine a call to action. So this is, um, I, I guess the Web3 understanding of this is something like Quest, but uh, I think we are doing it in a much more meaningful, granular way. So for example, if the call to action is to provide collateral, provide liquidity, um, play this game, it could be literally anything, as long as it's, you can listen to it on chain. Uh, you can set it as a call to action, right? Um, then next, last thing you do is you decide the rewards. So you can do something like doing a linearly variable reward uh, of your token distributed based on, let's say, uh, a single wallet's average collateral position, right? So how this looks like is you go to the campaign platform. It feels super like Web2 style um, in terms of just clicking boxes uh, in a no-code way. So again, you determine your target audience, what the call to action is, and how you want to distribute rewards. And 
this then creates a smart contract with all this if this then that logic right so um once the campaign is live there'll be front ends to monitor your progress in terms of like how you're doing in terms of transaction volumes um yeah and if you qualify you're eligible you can claim against the contract and you'll get exactly your your reward entitlement based on set if this standard logic so yeah i think what we are creating it's a very horizontal layer to help uh, protocols communities creators just gamify and create um, interesting incentive mechanisms uh, that are native to the web3 experience so yeah, I'm gonna pause here. Like, if you got any questions, feel free to like hit me up. Yeah, I've got a couple questions to just kind of jump in yep. in here. Um, so is there a um, is there like a permissions mechanism for for Coin or um, I apologize for Genie um, to prevent? Like, is there some kind of like gatekeeping functionality that will prevent you know things like? people trying to game this, the incentive system or, or anything along yep. those lines? Um, so I'll, I'll break that down into two parts. Uh, in terms of gatekeeping, we are looking to progressively decentralize it. So now, because I think it's the early phase of pushing the product, we still want to keep an eye out on coordinating with the campaign creator such that they are selecting the, the metrics meaningfully because uh, I, I think it's too free form of a product that people could just create like random campaigns and they might not achieve the outcomes they want to. So for the early phase, we are still doing this kind of, um, I would say consultative process. So um, once they create the, the, the piece, uh, the, the campaign, we still uh, requires approval on our end. Progressively, we'll look to um, decentralize that and let just anyone create the campaign. So that's on the, I would say, gatekeeping part. For the other part on whether it's like gameable, getting uh, easy, easy to symbol. So again, through the consultative process, we try to work with campaign creators to create what we call symbol in different incentive mechanisms. So uh, for example, if you're looking to do something like providing collateral to mass on osmosis, um, I think the basic and uh, inferior way of doing it will be doing something like, oh, you take a snapshot, of this guy's uh, collateral position as of a snapshot block, right? And so that's totally luck-based because if the guy had provided uh, collateral like a day before versus 100 days before his ballot, his collateral position will look the same, right? Uh, we are using more, I would say, um, advanced metrics like time-weighted positions. So his position would literally uh, change with every marginal block. So if he's providing like, uh, again, collateral on mass day one he provides 100 day two he provides 200 it goes to like zero 300 500 everything is captured so every marginal block that he provides a position he gets a reward right so with this you are create we are creating like uh simple in different scenarios because it doesn't matter whether he provides it with one wallet or 10 wallets because we capture the data at every block so with a same set of capital, let's say $1,000, you are indifferent whether you try to symbol it or not because it's time-weighted, time right? So yeah, we are moving away from all these like low-level, like bottable scenarios where people are doing like, oh, uh, make one transaction uh, and then you'll get this flat reward. I think those are like too easily gameable. So yeah, we are, we are trying to use more like sophisticated matrix. Great, yeah, so it's... Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So basically, you'd be 
trying to make this as civil resistant as possible so that people coming to create campaigns related to osmosis will know that those campaigns will have the maximum user impact effectively. Yeah, um, exactly. Can can you share some some potentially success stories for for Genie um, related to other projects? Yep. So we ran, uh, we first deployed Genie on uh, Terra blockchain. So I think by now we've run, uh, I'm going to say something like 20 plus campaigns uh, in terms of performance. So we worked with one project that's basically uh, similar to Maker style uh, over collateralized borrow lending platform. Um, prior to the campaign, I think, I think the issue in crypto is just a, a matter of like mindshare on distribution, right? So the metrics before the campaign was, I think something like uh, total collateral provided, I think was something like four figures. Uh, when we ran the campaign, I think it increased by like um, something like, I'm going to say something like 10 times the, the, the previous volume. So all the, because uh, people would get rewards for, providing a collateral for a longer period of time. Um, yeah, once the campaign started, you, you'd see the metrics shoot up, right? Um, obviously, uh, we recognize that this, in some form, it's you're, you're having some form of like renting liquidity, renting collateral, uh, stuff like that. So you would see a dip, but uh, even after the campaign period, the retention is still meaningful, right? Because these people came in, they tried out the platform, uh, they like it. Yeah, they, they, some, some will stay. It's I think inevitable that like the super mercenary capital would roll away, but some people who yeah I mean it's just like attracting them to the platform to get them to try it. Some actually do stay, so yeah that that's one we ran. Um, yeah I think we've distributed something like few hundred k worth of rewards in US dollar value so far. Um, there's one ongoing campaign now. Uh, if you check out like coinhaul.org slash rewards, so this is a like green project that's running a kind of a farm drop campaign. So uh, one of the tasks were to stake the token. So yeah, I think before the campaign started, the total number of stake transactions were like 25. And then during the campaign period, I think just within five days, that increased by like 30 times. I think by now it should be something like 800 stake transactions, Yeah, which is like, compared to the historically just 25. So yeah, um, that's a couple of case study, studies for now. Uh, what we're looking to do is continue building this kind of interesting mechanisms to help distribution because I think Web3 is just uh, super scarce, uh, a, a space with super scarce attention, right? So if you manage to push um, campaigns to users uh, with the right economic incentives, I think they'll give it a shot. Yeah, And these are like much more meaningful than I think lower level unsophisticated quests, which typically like you're earning like micro rewards, like few cents to do some micro sibilable task. Yeah. Yeah, great. And you actually kind of touched on uh, a follow-up question to that I had, which is is like metrics, um, especially around retention, because we know, you know, yep. mercenary capital is very much a thing. Um, so it would be helpful to have metrics that um you know, that can be effectively like trace new user retention and, and things like that. Can you speak a little bit to um, what sort of metrics Genie has um, for things like this and, and how we can track them? Yeah. So anything that is trackable on chain, uh, I, I think could be a metric that you could monitor, right? So 
Um, obvious ones would be liquidity, transaction volume, transaction counts, um, weekly active users. Mm, yeah, I think that's basically it. Yeah, in terms of, I mean, that that's what kind of determines protocol success, right? Typically, it's just around these metrics. So uh, how you evaluate is just typically see the before, during, and after. Uh, so far, we've been seeing the after is still like significantly above before. So even if you factor in uh, what what I'd consider a customer acquisition cost of the campaign, so your campaign budget, it's still, yeah, it, it seems like the, the attracted transaction volumes were still like outsized compared to the budget. Yeah. Great. Yeah, thank you. Um, so if if you had to kind of, I guess, distill it down to to maybe one um, one item, uh, how would you say that uh, that Genie will add the most value to Osmosis and the Osmosis community? Yep. Um, we've got a few use cases in mind. So based uh, with Osmosis being a trading focused uh, layer one, we can we are looking to do stuff like PNL related. Uh, metrics so we could do stuff like trading competitions uh, where actually even the chain can incentivize what it considers like productive citizenship so actually what we are trying to achieve with Gini is if you consider layer ones as network states then all these protocol behavior that are positive is actually can be thought of as like productive citizenship so we could yeah do any number of um, incentivize incentive mechanisms for osmosis itself to incentivize users right uh, or even the protocols on on osmosis like mars like um calculated finance a anyone who has users or want to attract more users attract more transaction volume yeah they could run campaigns so all these i'll put them in the DeFi camp like i'll guess the second one would be um I think we could actually totally power like Wasmo NFTs as the infrastructure layer. So uh, for those familiar, Wasmo NFTs is something like you would, you're trying to build up an avatar and you get like accessories, right? So for example, you get this golden crown. If you, for example, exceed a, a million transaction volume. So all these, we, we can actually power using Genie because these are all, if this, then that scenarios, right? So we can just put it such that, so that let's say that's a vault. And you do, and um, the the team behind Wasmo NFTs deposits three golden crowns in the vault in, in this smart contract, Genie smart contract. First three users who manage to hit this transaction volume can claim out of it, right? So um, yeah, this could totally power like Wasmo NFTs as well. So it's like you you yeah, it, it could be NFT you, you, because you can take NFTs as rewards, you can take tokens as rewards. Yeah, it's quite open. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And it sounds like there's a bunch of stuff that Genie will enable the Osmosis community and the apps built on top to do and launch various different campaigns. If you were to pick one specific thing, what feature or campaign you would enable are you most excited about for Osmosis specifically? Mm, I think it depends on cycle, to be honest. Like, what's convenient and easy to set up which could push something interesting for osmosis is genie could totally power like validator wars right because a validator could set up 
a campaign and be like, okay, I'm off. Let's say they partner with whoever, whether it's a NFT project or it's another token project to say like, okay, if you, we would distribute rewards based on your time weighted stake to our validator, right? So this one literally any of the 150 validators could set up a campaign in five minutes. The eligibility could be nothing. The mission would just be delegate to this validator, right? Uh, rewards, again, up to them. They could distribute NFTs, they could distribute um, CW20 tokens, it could be anything. So this one, I think, would be, once Genie goes live, I'd imagine this is an easy one to set up. And yeah, I, I think validators probably could have some fun doing this. So I saw a uh, I saw a thumbs down when uh, when <laughs> validated specific campaigns went up. Um, I think that does kind of raise a good question. That is like, you know, obviously there are validators that'll be incentivized to do stuff like this. Um, but if the protocol collectively decides, like, hey, maybe this isn't the type of campaign that we want to see incentivized. Um, is there a way to set permissions around the types of activities that? I guess would be uh, tolerable for for campaigns. I, I, um, I mean, this might be a hot take, but honestly, this—if you are trying to restrict this—that's kind of gatekeeping behavior, right? So, um, I mean, it, it's up to the free market, right? If if a validator does this and people think it's like, oh, this guy is like an an ass for trying to like um, disrupt the market and trying to like buy delegations, then. I mean, if if that's what the users want, and they shift their their delegations over, they redelegate. Maybe that's what the 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 users actually want, right? So, um, I think with what we've done is create a pretty flexible and general purpose tool. It's just to to us, it's just as simple as simple as the tool can help you define a target audience, create a call to action, and distribute rewards, right? Everything in between. Um, the motivations, the the type of campaigns to be run, that's all flexible. I don't think we want to be the gatekeeper on saying what is the right behavior for the chain because I think that's kind of up to the free market, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely a fair point. I think the the side of that argument as well is like Curve saw quite a quite a bit of success in allowing for incentives competition. Um, so I think there's a yeah. line to be, you know to be flirted with it with, you know, driving away too much economic activity. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, I just wanted to jump in here. So to, it would be good if you could explain a little bit more about the campaign creation process. So if you're a protocol or an app on osmosis or a validator or any of these other stakeholders that would like to run a campaign, how does that work exactly? How can they do it? And do they need to have technical knowledge and be able to code? Or is there a tool that simplifies the whole process? Yep, so the product's actually live now, just that we are adding Osmosis support. If you go to gd.coin.org, you can literally create a campaign right now. It's not gated behind like whitelisted users or like, I don't know, like that we have to register you ahead of time. You could actually try it right now. So um, apart from some text details that we need you to provide stuff like, oh, we, we want to know your project name, uh, call to action URLs, uh, basically you're only making three decisions, right? So, and, and you do not need SQL knowledge. You do not need any coding experience. You're not interacting with a command line interface. You are interacting with a very 
I, I would think it's a very web two experience. You're just clicking boxes. So again, you are deciding uh, an eligibility criteria, which uh, determines your target audience, right? Um, once you click that, that, there are some presets. So for eligibility, we allow, for example, like if you want to um, restrict it to only active wallets in the last N number of days or people who are holders of this specific token, uh, could be CW20, could be CW721, uh, people who have staked. Yeah, all these are just eligibility criteria to determine the target audience, right? So that is decision one. Decision two is setting the missions, right? So again, this would be stuff like you want the user to delegate swap, like liquidity, execute transactions, uh, stake a token. Yeah, this could be any on-chain action, right? As long as we've supported that protocol, we can, it will show up on the, as one of the mission options, right? Last thing then is to determine how the rewards will be distributed. Is it a flat reward? per successful uh, wallet that completes the mission? Is it linearly distributed based on the mission, based on the matrix involved? Uh, yeah, these three decisions, everything in a no-code way. So um, like if you were to set something along the lines of providing liquidity or like swapping with a pool, uh, we've even preset and show you the whole list of pools available on that chain. Yeah. So yeah, this whole process should not take more than like three minutes. It, it really should feel like filling up forms. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so at, turning to the grant uh, itself, can you give us a, a brief update on um, on your progress and, and maybe a, a rough ETA of when you expect to finish the grant? Yep. Uh, I think a lot of uh, we uh, on the data side we are I think like ninety percent there. Um, we might need to get an audit for the smart contract. It's actually quite a basic smart contract, so uh, we'll actually be talking to like the OGP team to see like. Um, I mean, it's totally going to be open source, so people can like inspect it. We're gonna see uh, if we it's mandated to do the smart contract audit. If it's not, we could release faster. If it is. I think that one is not on our end anymore. We probably have to wait for the security audit company that will set us back to at least, I think, at least mid-September. Could be further. But uh, yeah, I think we're actually looking to launch like, if the, the smart contract audit part is not necessary, we could launch as early as end of this month or early next month. But yeah, so past few months, we've been taking like a bunch of engineering effort to like backfill all the data. So that the user experience is smooth because yeah basically most of this is like data and back and engineering to power the like a smooth campaign creation and execution experience yep and um after the grant is completed what would you say your your longer term goals uh with genie are and are there any potentially any features that you have in mind that uh, you'd like to get added to the osmosis deployment that aren't necessarily included as part of the the grant um yeah i i, I think we want to support like more protocols so that basically you can support more on-chain actions like right now uh, i think most of it is optimized for the osmosis amm function uh, when new protocols deploy on osmosis we would have to support new protocols support more data types right so um that's something we have to do other features um we're looking to 
built mechanisms that power word of mouth. So like uh, inevitably there'll be some some form of a referral um, system. So like uh yeah, because obviously that's the tough part, right? Distribution and getting uh, attention of uh, retail users. So we would want to see how we can bake that into the system, have the economic incentives be baked in such that word of mouth is encouraged, right? People would refer their friends, uh, more capital will come in, more usage will come in. Yeah, I think those are mainly the areas that we will look to improve. Uh, another one that we are looking at is also like um, chance-based outcomes. So actually looking to do like fun stuff, which I think Cosmos could use. So we're trying to do like loot boxes. So for example, people could earn loot boxes based on their time-weighted collateral position, time-weighted uh, liquidity position. And yeah, with loot boxes, obviously there's like chance-based outcomes of like small price, no price, big price. So yeah. And what could the prizes be? It could be anything. CW20, CW721 tokens. Yeah, I think it'd be really, really cool to see like uh, loot boxes come with your your epoch rewards every day on Osmosis, uh, or something to that yep, effect. Yep. Would be pretty awesome. Um, yep. So, unless the the community has any any questions here, I, one one last question I just wanted to ask uh, briefly is um, where where can people find out more about Genie and and uh, follow you on on socials? Yep. Uh... On Twitter, we are Genie. Let me confirm Genie underscore coin hall. So that's on Twitter. Uh, if you want to check out the actual product, just go to genie.coinhall.op. That would be the create experience. So uh, yeah, you could try creating your own um, campaign. Uh, for the short term now, uh, as I mentioned, we are we we require to approve your campaign. So I mean, once you create it, you play around the platform, you won't be losing any money. You won't be asking to like deposit any funds yet. So yeah, feel free to do that. If you want to see how the claim experience is like, uh, go to coinhall.org slash rewards. So there's one ongoing campaign. You can see how that looks like. Um, yeah. And I think before the time we launch on Osmosis, hopefully there are other live campaigns that would come up that uh, people can play around with. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joseph. Um, it was great chatting and yeah, really excited to see what sort of campaigns come out of the Osmosis integration. And yeah, also really glad how much time it will save all these projects to create their own campaigns. Cause I know so far it's been a big pain point for them to basically create all the logics themselves, whereas now they can just go to the Genie UI. And as you said, it just should just take a few minutes and fill out a form and then you're done. Yep, yep. L last thing I want to with, uh, we probably could work more closely with DaoDao, I think. Um, yeah, because uh, DaoDao makes it easy for people to create DAOs, manage the communities there. Uh, once they create tokens, uh, Genie totally could be the platform to distribute it. Um, incentivize usage of certain positive DAO behavior. Yeah, totally be down to collaborate there as well. Yeah, sounds great. Let's chat. Cheers. Awesome. Yeah, I love it when grantees collaborate and I think that's the perfect segue into DAO DAO. Thanks for joining, Jake. Yeah, I downloaded Twitter just for this conversation. <laughs> Fair enough.
Oh, it's not called Twitter anymore. I keep forgetting. So weird. It'll always be Twitter. Um, It will always be Twitter, yes. I think we can all agree on that. But, uh, yeah, uh, like, uh, Dada is on Osmosis today, actually. Uh, If you go to dadao.zone, you can, uh, like, uh, make a DAO on Osmosis, like, right now. Go give it a try. Awesome. Uh, Right now, currently... Oh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe maybe you just ask me questions and I'll I'll, I'll just answer rather than just rambling for a while. No, no, feel free to ramble if there's anything in particular you'd like to talk about. So, I'm walking past construction. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Dado is like going to have uh, token DAOs live soon on Osmosis. Right now. Only membership DAOs are supported. Uh, this is because we need to do some work for supporting Token Factory. So you'll be able to actually able to create um, Token DAOs on Osmosis uh, really soon. Uh, those contracts are done. They're just uh, going through the process of being audited, and the audit starts on like August twenty first to give people some like idea of time frame. Um, and there's also going to be NFT DAOs on Osmosis. So it's going to be really fun. Um, I assume a lot of people listening already know about Dada, but it's like a really uh, great tool for um, managing like governance in in all your different communities. So um, who knows? Maybe OG people actually use uh, Dada for uh, for all their grants and stuff. That could be, could be sick. Yeah, um, maybe just to back up for a minute. Um, do you think you could speak to the uh, traditional? multi-sig process on osmosis um and maybe speak to how like you know how dow dow helps improve that um you know speaking as, as someone that's on that's been on several multi-sigs now i know that the uh the pain points are that that dow dow is seeking to solve are very very real so i think it's worth talking about okay yeah um i assume maybe a lot of people don't have experience of it but uh right now uh on osmosis uh grant programs like the ogp they actually have to use a command line tool, um, the Osmosis uh, chain binary tool to uh, sign multi-sig uh, transactions. So, uh, and what they have to do is they also have to like pass along these like JSON messages. So everyone gets like a JSON file and they have to open up their terminal and then they have to like sign that message and then they pass like over their signed JSON file to, to someone who's collecting all the different signatures. And once someone collects all the different JSON files, they can like put them all together and then submit them to uh, to the chain. And then usually, oftentimes, even with the pros, there's like some someone did something wrong, someone got like a sequence off or something, and it doesn't work, and you have to ask everyone to redo it all over again. And then, moreover, I think more importantly from like community transparency perspective, is there's not really like a clear record of like what these funds were for, right? You can use the memo field a lot, but it's like much harder to discover. And there's there's only so much context that like fits inside the memo field. Um, it's also like incredibly difficult to do other types of uh, like transactions with multi-sigs and stuff like that. So for example, um, granting like, uh, like auth Z permissions or um, uh, being able to like instantiate like a vesting contract, the there's no UI for any of this. So 
Good luck. And I think that with Dada, we're just really trying to make no-code tools that make it just super easy to do everything you can do on the blockchain. Uh, you can even run validators with Dada, which is pretty sick. So we actually run the Dada validator on Juno uh, entirely with Dada, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's great. And and I know that like a lot of other things that are missing from the traditional multi-sig process are like things like uh, key rotation. Um, is that something that um, that DowDow has as well? That like the ability to rotate in and out specific yes. signers. Yes, DowDow has had that for for a long time. So um, you can change the membership of the DAO. Um, for example, rotating people out. A couple other things that DowDow has versus like some other like multi sigs is uh, you can actually have sub DAOs of your of your uh, of your multi-sig so uh you know perhaps uh perhaps like you have like a larger like a uh, granting body or like oversight board or whatever and then you have might have like various different like smaller groups like under that um another thing that you can do with uh with data is there's uh different proposal submission settings so for example you can have open proposal submission so one of the things that you could do in the future with like OGP, for example, um, and we're talking with some other people about this, is you could just have OGP and then a, in a sub DAO of OGP, you could have like, like a proposal submission sub DAO that would be open. So anyone could pay, you know, maybe like a, like a, a you could put a deposit on it, for example, and anyone could, you know, pay the deposit and like so, sort of submit like an on-chain like application. Um, so there's uh, there's many more things that are possible as well um, that are not supported with traditional multi six. Um, one of the things that I I remember having happened on on Juno, for example, is like um, there was a sub DAO created, and I and excuse me, but I can't remember which one it was. But basically, if I recall correctly, what it did is it it listed like the admin keys or like the ownership of this the DAO having that be like with Juno governance in and of itself and I always thought that was like a really cool idea to help increase transparency and like accountability for for sub DAOs like with the current DAO you know sub DAO mechanisms on osmosis basically if you know if the community pool wants to take funds back they just have to hope that the sub DAOs are benevolent enough to return the funds um but with something like DowDow, if I understand correctly, like Osmosis governance, if it wanted to, could potentially even um, do a governance proposal to revoke funds. If it's set up in such a way. So, for example, the subdows of Juno have the Juno community as its admin, and that's in the you know, in the configuration of the smart contracts. Um, you could have DAOs that don't have admins, and in which case this wouldn't be possible. Um, but, you know, I think anything obviously community re related, I feel pretty strongly that, you know, things like OGP, like actually should have the community as, as, as admin, um, cause you know, in, in many ways they, they have the responsibilities to the community. Um, and so, yeah, I think, uh, I think this is, uh, something that I'm excited to, it's a pattern I'm excited to bring to more chains, um, because we can't do everything with you know, top level governance. We can't just vote on everything all the time. That's going to be pretty exhausting. 
um, we have to do a better job of delegating like uh, responsibilities um, to smaller groups um, that can like go execute on it. Similar to how like Osmosis Grants program has been uh, given funds and a mission uh, to go uh, and it achieve its purpose. And that's great. We don't have to have the whole community voting on whether or not to fund like every project that comes through the door. Um, and so, yeah, I really hope that like a lot more people start a lot more chains um, besides Juno start using the whole kind of sub DAO pattern. Um, we have a whole version two of that that's coming out soon. So one of the things we're working on at DAO and at Juno is just sort of really pushing the boundaries of like using DAO for for governance of a chain. Um, with the idea to eventually replace like the Cosmos SDK Gov module, which is a little bit radical, but um, it's uh, maybe maybe its time has come. Um, but yeah, really, really like uh, exploring a bunch of interesting things there. Um, and you know, if they work well on Juno, then they'll probably work well on Osmosis. Makes sense. So that it sounds like there's a ton of things the OGP could leverage DAO for, and we definitely want to explore that as well because the current process is there are many pain points and it's quite time consuming, and we we could do a lot of the things much more seamlessly with DAO. Specifically on the governance admin side, if you wanted to create a multi sig with governance as your admin. How would you go about that? Would you have to create a governance proposal to create that multi-sig or would you able to I think, uh, do that so on your own? The way we've done it on Juno before, and I don't, there's actually multiple ways to do this. Um, and so that doesn't mean there's like a right or wrong way here. Um, the way we've done it with Juno before is uh, put it through the governance proposal process. So like the, you put up a proposal actually to create the sub -down. Um and I think that just makes it a little bit more, it's like functionally, like you could just make the sub DAO and then set the admin to the community, but it makes it more official if you go through the gov, like the gov process, right? Because then it feels like it's really like, it's like the community has voted to endorse this sub DAO. Um, if like any, any sub DAO could just like, or any DAO could just add the community as it's like admin. Um, but it's like missing that, I think, important piece is like sort of the ratification from the community that's saying like, this is, uh, we want this sub DAO and it has, a it, it has a relationship to us. Like, I think that's a, I think for like things like OGP or anything that's like very, very like osmosis specific, I think it's good to like kind of go through that sort of ratification process and therefore do it as a proposal. The other thing you can do is you can just create a DAO um, and you can, cre you can create it with, with a, an admin uh, that might be like set to the Osmosis community pool, for example, or you could uh, create it with its, uh, just, just create a DAO. And we actually have a um, proposal type for updating admins of smart contracts and, and things like that. So. Um, you can actually just all do it also through like the data UI at a later stage. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and in terms of like the specific features you're bringing to Osmosis, so you mentioned you're bringing both multi-sig and token factory DAO. 
Can you maybe dive into some and, of the differences there? As well yeah, as and NFTs though. Um, yeah, and, NFTs and Polytone. Well. Yeah. Uh, Polytone is, uh, is actually uh, live today on DAO DAO. So if you have a DAO on Juno, actually, you can uh, create, create an account on Osmosis controlled by your DAO on Juno today. Uh, and you can do it the other way around as well. Um, so I think that's starting to really, um, I, I would encourage people to go try that if they've not already. Um, it's, uh, it's like actually really cool. Um, so yes, Polytone is what enables, um, uh, like, you know, a lot of the, uh, data interchain accounts features. Um, they were not possible to build with like the current version of interchain accounts, which is a, is a long story, but, um, the contracts are fully open source. They're, um, audited by Oak security and, uh, it's really exciting to have them on osmosis. Um, they're soon going to be on uh, neutron and basically like everywhere. Um, and this just really allows a DAO to like have a true interchain experience. Um, so Osmosis DAOs, for example, will just be able to have accounts on all these other chains. Um, I think this will, you know, this even works with community pools. So with Polytone today, the Os like the Juno community, for example, could have an account on the Osmosis blockchain that's like controlled over IBC by the Juno community. And you can imagine, you know, the Osmosis community doing the same thing. So Polytone is actually really, really cool. Um, and when you if you have a DAO on osmosis or if you have a DAO on juno uh when you create a proposal there's a specific um uh specific option where you uh create an interchain account so um maybe maybe try that out if you haven't already and then whenever you make new proposals or spends or whatever you'll be able to like pick oh do i want to use like my osmosis account to do this action or do i want to use my juno account to do this action um it's 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 very cool um also no other multi-sig functionality has you know interchain accounts built in so um i guess that's something um yeah what what else there's i mean there's just so much stuff i mean nft DAOs are um making a comeback and we have some slight improvements for those which i think are going to be uh really exciting um so now when you create a DAO, you'll have the option to um, create an NFT, like create an NFT collection at the same time you create your DAO. Um, this is like much nicer than before where you had to have like an existing NFT contract. You couldn't create a collection at the same time you're creating a DAO. Um, we also have a new version of NFTs, which is uh, non-transferable roles. And so in this DAO, like you'll be able to like uh, give someone like a title, for example, I, I actually think of this as like an improved multi-sig. Um, so you can have like NFTs that are non-transferable for, for each member. Um, and they, uh, they have to like, you know, they can like have like a whole title and stuff. They can have different voting weight. Um, it's all controlled by the DAO. So if the DAO decides to promote someone to like, um, give them more responsibilities or whatever, um, they can do that. So roles-based DAOs are coming, which is really, really sick. So that's part of the new NFT work. Um, and then, of course, token factory DAOs. We wouldn't want to make Larry sad, and Larry hates CW20. And uh, there's been a policy on osmosis of, like, you know, 
obviously osmosis lets you trade CW20s, um, but those are CW20s that are IBC'd over from other places. Um, osmosis has like done a really wonderful job developing Token Factory. I'm a huge fan, and so we're really excited to um, like enable Token Factory DAOs. Um, and huge thanks to OGP for like helping with the audit costs and like providing a grant grant to help make that happen, which is super important. Um, our our devs, especially Noah, are really very thankful. <laughs> they can now pay rent. Yay! Um, did that that answer your question? I mean, I could go on and on about like the different features that are supported. Um, there's quite a bit. I had uh, I had one more quick uh, potential use case for this. I wanted to pick your brain on. It's it's something I've been thinking about ever since Mars um, launched on Osmosis. But um, I I really like this concept around like investment collective DAOs. Um, and Mars is is coming out with this this feature soon. Um, they're they're rover credit accounts that are basically like you know revolving credit accounts that allow for under collateralized um, you know trading and and like leverage farming um and these are represented as nfts so I, I i just kind of see this cool opportunity around like creating a dao around this nft uh everyone has an equal vote in like the way that that uh like you interact with this your mars credit account um you know obviously people can buy into it for however much um but i think this is this is a good way to get like significant like large you know if not institutional capital but at least like whales into the into the osmosis ecosystem yeah it's great uh i've been excited about investment DAOs for a while um and i think it's going to be one of the really cool use cases that like doubt out can like help uh empower on osmosis um and yes that that what you just mentioned with mars would work with like uh using the, the nfts from that you know um like you'll you'll you'd be able to create a DAO around them and you know, with the token DAOs, you can create a DAO around any token. Um, so another thing that you might think about is creating a DAO around a particular LP pool. You can actually use the LP shares of a pool as like the token for the DAO. So you can, I think that'll be a really exciting thing. Um, or I don't know if it'll be exciting or not, but I find it interesting. Um, I, I think this was supposed to be something that was part of like Osmosis's original design that was like built in is is pool specific governance. Um, you know where like the LP shareholders could vote on you know things like token weighting or or fees or you know things like that. I think that's a super cool use case. Um, yeah, it, it'll, yeah, it'll work out of the box. Um, I, I don't know exactly what they would vote on, but we could make that happen. And you know, if someone wants to like jam on ideas for for that, that that could be fun. But um, Federico, did you want to pick up uh, with a question from here? I, I think I've been rambling for a bit. Yeah, no, I think I think we've covered a lot. Honestly, that it's clear there are a ton of exciting features coming to Osmosis. I'm personally excited. So it will make our life with the OGP much easier, but I'm sure there are a ton of other projects that are excited. And I can see many of these apps deploying on Osmosis using DAO for governance as well. So excited for that as, as well. Um, just to close it off here, where can people find you, learn more about DAO, maybe ask questions and start using it because DAO is already live on Osmosis. 
Yeah, dadao.zone. So D-A-O-D-A-O.zone. Um, and then you can find everything you need there. Perfect. Thanks, guys. I think we can open it up for questions. Just a minute, if anyone has any. Doesn't look like there are any questions from the listeners. Thank you very much, Jake. Thanks, Joseph, for joining today. I really loved learning more about the projects, and I'm sure many of the listeners did as well. And yeah, excited to use both of your tools soon. Yeah, potentially together. Yeah, exactly. All right, later all. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Have a good day, guys. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Click the cap, though the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace. Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place. Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers Drumming the streets, yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats, and if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy, before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape him under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces.